Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome to the episode of The Watchers. This guy's named Tyler. And I'm Clay. This is The Watchers, a podcast where we break down Marvel films and shows, give our thoughts, opinions, and maybe even answer a couple of your questions. But before we get into it, tell me, Gonzo, how was your wonderful Friday? Um, It's a great Friday, but uh, I was uh, pretty tired the whole day. Um, went to the movies late last night. Very unresponsible uh, what for we a see? man that has. I I watched uh, Talk to Me, great Ooh. film, great film. We'll have to talk about that off stream. I'm interested. It was very good. I definitely recommend it. Um, and overslept a little bit. Uh, we're a little late for this. Uh, this we'll uh, call it pod. a little bit. Uh, but we're here. <laughs> we're yeah, here. You know. Okay. Three and a half um, hours late, but guess what? We're ten toes down. Ten toes down. <laughs> um, and yeah. Clay, how about you? Oh man, I had a good day. Um, it was actually a really productive day for my personal life. Like, kind of got my like insurance stuff figured out, and uh, got some appointments made for yeah my health and also my car. Um, and then sat around waiting for the time to record, and just kind of. Never really started. It was crazy. Um, but yeah, so now that's crazy. You know, now we're here, you and that's what matters. Well, you could have just like texted me. Or... I did actually. That's, that's the crazy that's part. Okay. <laughs> um, nah, but uh, it's been a good day. I mean, it's a wonderful Friday. Unfortunately, yeah. your boy does have to work tomorrow, so mm. do what you gotta do. Should be too to bad. See that. Yeah. Um, tell me, Gonzo, what are we covering today? We are covering Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. Dose, Absolutely. some may say. Just another, what would I say? Just another banger of a movie. I mean, you want to talk about a film? Absolutely Stella. <laughs> That's a fact. James Gunn really hit it out of the park again with this one. Um, yep. phenomenal movie I mean geez mm -hmm. we can give it all the praise we want but um, before we get into it uh, I'm going to do my little behind the scenes sort of stuff and then you can give us our opening thoughts definitely definitely alright well the budget for this film 200 million dollars mm. so you know we're kind of getting up there you know the last, first first couple episodes we did are honestly I mean we're getting up there in numbers but the first probably yep. 10 were roughly about 100 to 150 Get in mm -hmm. the 200 range. Uh, money well spent, in my opinion. They grossed $863 million. Not a bad return. Great um, return. Couple little insider facts. Um, first one being that Kurt Russell in the beginning, we see Kurt Russell as a much younger lad. Mm -hmm. um, none of that was done with CGI. It was all done with just makeup and like different like filming tricks and makeup tricks. Yeah, that's I thought cool. That, yeah, I thought that was pretty yeah, cool. I didn't even and notice. He looks good. So yeah, I was uh, I was pretty impressed with it. This second one, honestly, wow. the, the next two are heaters. Wait, what? I so didn't the know first that. one, Mr. M.M., a.k.a. Matthew McConaughey, actually turned down the role of Ego. That's unreal. I need to get your take on that before I even jump to the third one. 
How do you, how would you feel if Matthew McConaughey was in the Marvel Cinematic Universe? I feel like for that role though, he would it, just the way he like his acting style is, it would be a little more funnier. Like it would add more comedy than it already has, I feel like. You think? But it yeah. See, Maybe. I think I think it would be polar opposite. You think he'd be more serious? I think I mean just, you know, looking at like a couple, like a couple of the movies that I can, you know, immediately think of, like Lincoln Lawyer, Mud, mm. obviously Interstellar, like way more serious, way more emotional driven roles. Yeah. Um, but I, I mean, I would have loved to have have them, obviously, but just because I mean, S tier actor, but I could not be more happy with Kurt Russell. I w- like uh, the scene where they're where uh, egos like showing like a brief history. Mm-hmm. I feel like Matthew McConaughey would have just killed that mm. that dude's specialty is monologues yeah, yeah. <laughs> he would have knocked it out of the park that's Dude, a fact far. um third and final this one is actually another really interesting one i found out um so ego was originally actually that rights were owned by fox uh mm. but marvel did a little wheeling and a little dealing <clears throat> and fox ended up giving marvel the rights to ego in return Fox was able to change the powers of Negasonic Teenage Warhead from Deadpool. So, oh, that was, I, I, see. I, I actually think that's kind of a, I think that was a very well good trade-off because Fox did really well with her. Um, she's mm. a brute in Deadpool. It's, can't talk enough highly about Deadpool. But, oh yeah, um, yeah. I mean, in, in Ego in this is phenomenal. So I'm I'm glad they were able to get the rights because. Do you recall like what her powers were before? No, I have no idea. Yeah, I've I've no clue. No, I'll be great powers. Keep it a thou wow with you, boss. No idea, (laughs) but (laughs) right hand on the Bible, she's awesome. So yeah, yeah, she's good. (laughs) Um, but and so is Kamiko. Kamiko. Um, I think it's Kamiko. I think it's Kamiko. yeah. Hi, Kamiko. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. think, yeah, yeah, yeah. Banger. Love her, too. Anyway. Um, yeah, I, I thought that was a good barter. Um, I feel like they both uh, took a W in that. Nobody really mm-hmm. got shitted on, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, tell me, Gonzo, what are your opening thoughts of this film? Um, Kind of like last one, don't really have too much bad to say. Um, this movie's a banger. Yeah. The comedy's on point. The story's very good. Um, I like how you can be you can watch a movie and there's the main plot line, but you can have really good like side plots with it as well. Yeah. Like Gamora Nebula's situation. Um I mean we have, the main story was Ego and Star Lord. But I like how you can have uh Yondu's a uh, little story as well, but I like how you can have all those kind of uh, little main plots into a big uh, plotted movie, yeah. And it just flow so easily. He does that. He does that really good in yeah. every movie. Um, I would say. I don't even know if this is a bad thing. I would say this is probably the least favorite. Uh, not like the. I like the first one. I would probably put the first one, volume 
actually no well number one is volume three for me sorry guarding and then the first one and then volume two i think would be the last interesting yeah that's fair um pretty much ditto to what you said uh for my opening thoughts at least i will say i honestly i've seen all of the guardians i mean the third one i haven't seen as much obviously because recent but the first two and honestly weirdly enough specifically two i feel like i've seen more than one and i god i've seen this so many times Mm -hmm. and i don't know if maybe it's just because of the amount of times i've watched it where i'm now looking more deeply into the subplots or more deep into the character arcs or what it is. Um, but I almost feel like Yondu is more of a main character in this film than anybody else. I feel like the arc that he has, especially going from, ep- or not episode, but volume one into volume two, that, that massive pivot change that he has, we also get to learn a lot more about his backstory and how yeah. he was given up for adoption and became a slave as a, as a kid and uh, he went through a lot of hard things and he regretted doing a whole thing with Peter and everything like that. Um, and how much being a ravager meant to him. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I just felt like after, especially after our, our last, our watch last night, I really took away that Yondu was more of a main character. Like the movie was more about him than anything. Obviously yeah. we're going to have star Lord and the guardians saving the galaxy. Mm. Almost like they're the guardians of it. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I'm just saying. <laughs> anyway. I'm finished with my point. Perfect. Um, we're going to do the breakdown a little bit differently this time. Yeah. Try to condense it a little bit, make it a little bit quicker. And obviously, since everyone here that's watching, um, either on the stream or in the video or just listening on uh, Spotify, which is great. Um mm-hmm. Everyone, for the most part, has watched this movie. So we're just going to – we've tried our best to condense it as much as possible. Um, so I'm just going to read what I think would be Act 1. Gonzo's going to read what I think – well, that we both think is an Act 2, and then I'll read Act 3. And then we can kind of get into the nitty-gritty stuff. Do you – We'll do a discussion in between Acts, of course. Okay. That's yeah, right. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Just wanted to make sure. Yep. Um, so <clears> – <throat> <clears throat> The beginning of this movie starts with how Ego met Peter's mother, but quickly fast-forwards 34 years into the present, where we see the Guardians completing a mission of vanquishing a large beast for the Sovereign People. Rocket ends up stealing some batteries from the Sovereign People in the process. Their payment for doing this job is they trade for Nebula. The Sovereign People realize that the Guardians have stole some batteries, so they chase after them in their ships. As the Guardians are escaping, they get surrounded and take a lot of damage, but this small man... I don't know, like one inch, (laughs) Uh, destroys all their ships and the Guardians are free to get to their jump point and their damaged ship. The small man man. then goes to the wreckage and reveals himself as Ego, a.k.a. Peter's father. Uh, We Mm. also, in this little scene, we get to see a new character arc for Mantis. Also, before we get any farther, um, I just want to point out really quick, the intro fight of this movie, vanquishing this large beast. Uh, yep. Incredible. Love it. It's a great credit incredible. scene. We see Groot dancing, being a menace. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I just want to point that out before I forget. The rest I will show once okay. I'm done. Sorry. Um, we then learned that Yondu was exiled from the Ravagers because he broke the one rule. They've only got one rule. And this dude somehow mm-hmm. managed to break it, which was to never deal with kids. 
After that conversation, we end up seeing the High Priestess show up to offer Yondu a job of capturing the Guardians. Boom. Act one. Act one. Look how quick that was, guys. Bada bing, bada boom. Um, obviously, I gave a shout to the uh, intro fight. A little premature yeah. there. That's on me. First time yeah. doing this, I got nervous. Um, <laughs> but the intro fight is just so stellar. And I love mm-hmm. Baby Groot. He, he honestly, he has some Black Force... Black Air Force energy in this in this opening scene. Yeah, he's yeah, a yeah, yeah. menace. Yeah, he's a menace. Um, he and it was because we were talking about it. How you said start. I mean, uh, James Gunn was kind of a little nervous how people would betray him, and mm-hmm. I feel like a lot more people love smaller Groot than I would say bigger Groot. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> that was one of James Gunn's biggest fears when doing this was uh, how people would adapt to Baby Groot. Yeah, um, yeah. And I mean they did a I mean they once again out of the park did a great mm-hmm. job. Um, oh, music is unbelievable in that intro scene uh, as well. It's got one of my I would say probably a top three favorite song of all time for me in this in this song, and it ends up getting yeah. played more than once. Yeah. Which just goes to show how much of a banger that song is. Um <laughs> But yeah. Uh also we get to meet uh the high priestess. Yep. Um, and a little backstory on her. If I'm not, I'm, I might have the measurements wrong by a couple inches, but I believe that she is roughly six two, on a normal day to day, and wow. they ended up fitting her with like four or five inch heels, so she would be like a towering six seven six eight for this movie, just so she can just look like a. I mean, alien esque. I mean, yeah, yeah, intimidating, very lanky, all gold. Yeah. Um, something we talked about during when we were watching this is like they look really good, but could you imagine the makeup that it took? I mean, they're getting oh, their hair, ears, whole face. If they're yeah. wearing short sleeves, there's no way the paint doesn't go up to their shoulders just in case. Yeah, like there was me, a sorry. lot of them too. Um, yeah, dozens, dozens. So um, that probably took forever to put on. Uh, Thank God they weren't like some of them are like shirtless or whatever. Yeah. Just had the shirts on. They probably wore they wore a lot more like long sleeve, which is makes mm. sense. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, and and also another good thing is they are definitely not the main antagonist for the film, so they yeah they don't get a lot of screen time. It's mostly yeah, like yeah. one person, a couple people. There's only like two or three scenes where you see multiple, but still, mm-hmm. I'd be exhausting. Mm-hmm. Um, and the last main thing that we get to see is Mantis being introduced. Um, we find out she's an empath. Um, and something else that we brought up when we were watching this film is that she has, obviously, I mean, it's a normal human, but she has grown so much in this character. Oh yeah. From this first one, or I guess technically the second into the third and into Endgame and everything like that. Infinity war. Um, I don't know. It's, it's cute. Uh, she's great. I love her. Yeah. She definitely grew into herself because she kind of had to help like be held back because she was, she had no social ego's, skills. Ego's pet. She was a flea with a purpose. And then this actually brought me to, oh, I'm going to ask it now before right. I forget, okay? Yeah. Um, It's about Mantis. Okay. Do you do you think, because she remembers she puts ego to sleep. She does. Do you think she would, she does like put the um, guardians to sleep or did she get like annoyed over time probably with that? I don't think she would because they were sleeping before they met Mantis. 
So I just don't think that they would need her to. Well, what, if they, what if they have trouble sleeping? You know? I mean, I imagine if they have trouble sleeping, they'd be like, hey, yo, Mantis, for the one time. But, like, she, she said, like, he has to be put to sleep because of, like, just the overwhelmingness of, like, being a god and, like, all the stress he has to deal with. I, I'm pretty sure something along the lines of what they said. When, uh, okay. when they were asking, like, what are you what are you doing with him? She's like, oh, I put my master to sleep because he can't do it by himself because he wears diapers. Um, yeah. So that would that would be my assumption. I wouldn't okay. I wouldn't think that they're like, cool, we got a girl that just puts us to sleep. So now she has mm-hmm. a new job of putting everyone mm-hmm. to sleep. <laughs> that would be crazy. <laughs> uh, but I, I mean. I would abuse the fuck out of that. Oh, I would, too. Anytime that I am not at a hundred percent happiness, I'd be like, Mantis, give me some dope, please. Any any feeling. Anything that's really. not great. Yeah. Yeah. Like I'm I'm feeling down today. Yeah. Mantis, can you make me happy? Just a little <sighs> upper, please. Or like It's like a drug. Fa- no, literally. Or like I could stay up so late with the boys and then it's like, yeah. yo, Mantis, put me to sleep right now and just like boom. Yeah. Even if I'm asleep yeah. by one, I still get four and a half hours of sleep that's better than me staying up until 2 30 in my bed mm-hmm. being alone she can also make people like think there's something else yeah what That'd would be good you for confidence yeah yeah i would just use it for confidence can i feel good about myself thanks boss okay. <laughs> um can you make yeah, me I think i have hair <laughs> that would be funny like <laughs> That would be funny. Out in public, you're like this. You're like you little. Oh, sorry. It's it's it's, it's in my hair. It's in my eyes. <laughs> what, bro? What are you talking about? <laughs> These luscious locks. <laughs> yeah. You don't see them. <laughs> no. No. I see my reflection in that thing. <laughs> yeah. Um. All right. Yeah. I mean, I'm good on Act One. I am as well. I mean, what a great opener. Straight to the... They're quick with it. Yeah. Uh, all right. Act two, you guys. Bear with my reading. Sometimes it's there. Sometimes it's not. But let's join into this journey. Let's hold of hands. Gonzo's reading. Let's hold hands. Uh, Sorry, I'm dirty. I, I was working today. The, the nails. Yikes. That was a bad look. Oh, okay. Okay. How do I fix this, bro? Uh, paper in front of it. I don't have any paper. Can you, you have not... anything to cover it completely? Like, yeah. Oh, it's good. It's good. Mm. Good. Yep. You can see those All beautiful right. blue eyes. <laughs> All right. On to act two. Ego then invites everybody to come back to his home so he can show Peter his rich heritage. Peter has a dilemma because he doesn't believe that his that this is his real father, but Gamora convinces him to go anyway and to keep an open mind. Drax, Gamora, and Peter then leave to go to, uh, with Ego, leaving uh, behind Rocket and Nebula, uh, and Groot as well, uh, to help repair the ship. Once they leave, the Guardians uh, start talking with Mantis and then touches Peter and reveals he has a romantic and sexual desire for Gamora, which embarrasses him. Great scene. It is really Comedy. Um, 
We then find out Ego is a celestial and gives uh, the Guardians a brief history on his life and explorations. Then we see Yondu's crew sneaking their way toward the wreckage where they capture Rocket and Groot. But not before a mutiny strikes and the crew also captures Yondu. Once aboard the Ravager ship, the crew starts killing off the crew that sides with Yondu. Uh, Nebula then demands a ship so she can go uh, to Ego and kill Gamora herself. Peter's, Peter is upset with his father for never coming back to Earth, but then Ego says uh, he had to stay on this planet, then shows Peter how to control the light inside of himself. Aww. Mantis and Drax Mantis and Drax are having a conversation, which uh, then gets cut off by Gamora leaving her feeling suspicious. The Ravager crew locks up Rocket and Yondu, then proceeds to bully Groot. God, piss me off. Mm -hmm. uh, for the evening, but once they go to bed, uh, Yondu gets Groot to grab a new fin for Yondu, so he can, th so they can uh, then escape. Uh, Kraglin helps Groot and apologizes to Yondu for starting the mutiny. Mutiny, sorry. Once the fin is attached, the Guardians then start. Their escape, shredding everybody in their path. End of Act 2. Round of applause for the gentleman. Um, thank you, thank you. Yeah, I mean... A lot of, a lot of stuff in this second act. There's a lot of stuff great. going on. Um, um, also, sorry for... I mean, you. also... I mean, Gonzo prefaced his reading ability, but also... I feel like half of it is on me. I did write this and some of the sentences are just not great. Um, I'm not an English major. I don't know what to tell you guys. Yeah. I just summarized the best that I could, but discussion. It, it, it was good to me. I, that's hey, You know me. what? I love you, man. I love you too. <laughs> um, I think, I think one of the big highlights from act two is that uh, at first, Peter is very suspicious and very like, uneasy about thinking that ego is his dad and gamora yeah. is like let's go like come on mm -hmm. and i believe even in the movie she was like let's go worst comes to worst she's he's not your dad and we'll just kill him anyway um yeah so uh and i bring that up because in act three it the roles reverse but um and the whole uh ravagers bullying groot yeah literally worse than animal cruelty yeah literally worse really watching that off. scene was worse than watching what the high evolutionary did to, to i feel Rocket. like everybody felt that way oh i was dead my heart was shattering yeah yeah uh but i another one of the scenes is when yondu and rocket try to get groot uh to get the prototype fin mm -hmm. the funniest so funny <laughs> funniest he scene. brings a desk <laughs> And uh, yeah, no, it's a it's a human uh, oh, oh, toe, no, it's big a, toe. Oh yeah, big toe. Um, that would get me every time. A desk, an yeah. eye, underwear. Mm -hmm. Um, and in this scene when they're being captured, Rocket was smart. He booby trapped everything. Um, yep. And we see Rocket on your screen right now, just going absolutely federal. And yeah. what, what I said, I made the remark in the, the first episode of, or not the first, but the last episode covering the first Guardians of the Galaxy. Okay. Um, I brought up how I loved how Rocket like builds things and it's all small yeah. hands. Yeah. 
watching him give this dude give this ravenger the 87 piece mcnugget to the chin is just as cute because it's like just tanking them shots too <laughs> and he's just giving it to him no side of sweet and sour nothing yeah shout out loki um but i i, I mean i thought that was uh something fun yeah i love i yeah i love his like fighting style i love how he's like just so um uh strong like uh strong mind uh, what's the word i'm looking for he's like really good resourceful no gosh I'm screwing up here he's just good in combat i'm not he's um, well versed he, in the hand to yes yes and then he's really good at stealth as well absolutely um i, I mean he's got like him. a mask imprinted on his face so yeah he is know. a robber he is that is true trash Damn. panda yeah um, um what else uh, another dog. thing sorry yeah another thing that was i just wanted to point out it was just so funny it was that when um rocket and yondu get captured and taser face <laughs> that's a good scene leads the crew that's a really good uh, one he's like i love how it's face. oh that brings me to another point because it's a running joke it started with so it started with it's not ripe yet mm-hmm. with i don't even know was that like a fruit it was a root. root a root it was a root interesting okay um and then taser face um had a couple moments as well that was like a running long joke absolutely which i thought was super funny yep um uh, yeah that's just a, god there's just so many things in this movie that just like in these movies actually that like every scene is connected to the story somehow mm-hmm that's what some movies kind of lack in a way today is because there's just some scenes that just don't make any sense yep. why that even was made the final cut, you know? Absolutely. <clears throat> but. Um, sorry. Um, you good? And uh, speaking on that, some like a funny, funny type thing. The Mantis and Drax duo. Something yeah. that I personally never would have thought that I would enjoy. Yeah. But holy shit, it is so mm-hmm. funny. So like, funny. When Drax and uh, Mantis are having this conversation on like the back porch thing. Yeah. Um, I mean, he is just roasting her. And he, mm-hmm. he was like, so your ego's pet. Why would ego want an ugly pet? Like just reaming her. Yeah. And, and then when Gamora <laughs> comes out. Gamora's like, what were you guys talking about? And she's like, oh, I'm just finding out more about myself and that, like, I'm a pet and that I'm ugly. And, dude, like, she's so happy oh, just because love... she's talking with somebody else. I love when she looks at Gamora and she's like, and I'm ugly? Yeah. She... Like, she's, like, excited about it. Yeah. Oh, it's so good. Um, And Drax just doesn't hold back. No. <laughs> and speaking on that, one other thing um, that I can think of, at least, is that um drax is actually kind of talking a little bit about uh his backstory a little bit in that scene yeah and um he was like you know this this pond reminds me of the lake on my planet i used to take my daughter to um and he says something else i don't exactly remember but he's just kind of stone about it you know not really showing any emotion but just like there and mantis being an empath she ends up touching him and she ends up breaking down yeah um 
and I think that just like one and and you can't take anything away from Manta. She is helping a celestial. Like mm. she has definitely felt some pretty severe emotions, I would imagine. So for her to break probably down more, like, I would say probably more anger. Yes. Than anything. Absolutely. Um, but just to f- like see how she was affected by his by what he was feeling at that time and how yep. stoic Drax was being just shows that one, he he's overcoming his his situation, especially after learning from the second one on how Rocket was like, you know, if it, it, you can die in the process, but that doesn't mean you have to kill everyone else. Yeah. Uh, when calling in Ronan, I don't know. I just uh, I think it shows that he's one. He's a brute. At the end of the day, mm-hmm. he, he's obviously a a a character that is very comedy esque, and you know, but. I do think that he um I think he's uh he's also a man that has a lot of feelings and yeah. just choose, chooses to keep it inside and to fuel that fire to take out Thanos and and continue his drive of being in the Guardians. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, and like uh, like uh again, kudos to James Gunn again cuz he brings emotions to every, like you can he can swap so easily. It's a funny scene um and then some more dialogue happens and then it gets a little more serious tone. Like he's yeah. able to transition it so well. Um, and then like, like you said, when she touches him and gets that, that overwhelming feeling of like sadness and guilt, um, for his daughter. Yeah, yeah. Guilt. Um, that then persuades her actually. Yeah. I feel like that was her persuading point to then try to tell Drax mm-hmm. about uh, who ego really is mm-hmm. and what his plan yeah so maybe she like barely felt sadness she felt sadness but from somebody else maybe um, i agree with that never really more of like anger from ego yeah i i could not agree more yeah um and to also further your point there i also feel like now that she's talking with other people um i do think that um she's just starting to learn more about humanity in that yeah. aspect and she she realizes that she really does enjoy talking with people um mm-hmm. and she and to kind of what you said and how she's gonna she feels guilty because she knows what's gonna happen um i think she's building this bond with the guardians and she's like i yeah. don't want this to happen to my my friends at this point yeah. you know what i mean so mm-hmm. i i think i think it's a mixture of both but i do agree mm-hmm. that there is a sense of guilt after touching yeah. drax in this movie, the um, I don't know how far um, apart they are uh, from the first uh, from volume one and volume two, because mm-hmm. the team's like chemistry is like so good. They're mm-hmm. like actually a family at that point. Oh, yeah. And I like like uh, even uh, Star-Lord and Gamora's relationship really took some steps. Absolutely. Uh, Gamora like opened up more. Mm hmm um she was able to express herself more and then i love love drax's and like uh rockets like uh fun relationship they have mm-hmm. like doing all these scandalous stuff when rocket takes the batteries and yeah the hard <laughs> batteries like, dude <laughs> not even close to what i said oh i forgot about that scene that's one of my favorite parts <laughs> when they crash the ship and he's like you took the batteries. They're called Hobblery batteries. <laughs> no, they're not. <laughs> oh, it's it's too funny, man. Yeah, I have a question for you, actually. 
I might have an answer for you. What do you think Gamora's feelings would be if Mantis um, did the same thing she did to Drax? To Peter? Or I guess either one. What? Oh, yeah, to Peter as well. Okay, yeah. I think Gamora felt the same way as Peter. Yeah. But she didn't want Peter to know because she... She hides it off more. Yeah. She's still like, like a shy sort of keep things close to the heart in that aspect yeah. i would imagine she probably was a little scared too when mm-hmm. mantis was walking over oh yeah <laughs> and she just snatched that hand and you know what that actually uh i came to a realization she never i've only seen i mean in this movie we only see mantis using her powers once on gamora mm-hmm. and that's it yep uh which i thought was crazy mm-hmm. um and but it was never as a like, defense mechanism yeah, but never even like took her feelings in. Just used like you know, like make people do stuff. She's mm-hmm. like, you are scared or whatever. Yeah. Like that. So, yeah. um, yeah, I that would have been interesting to see. Yeah, but we never know. We won't. I mean, mm-hmm. honestly, James Gunn is super active on Twitter. So, you know, once we get a following, maybe we can reach out. Hey, man. Yeah. That'd in this be cool. scene, if Mantis was able to touch Gamora. What would have Gamora have felt? Yeah. Because I, I, I feel I'm pretty confident in the aspect that she either completely agrees with Peter and is like right there or it's just a, a, like a step down and she just didn't want to reveal that. That's what I, I'm very confident in that. But I think during the movie is a step down. But at the end, I think it leveled up mm. because they're a little more romantic because Infinity War comes in after this. Yeah. They're a little more, uh, they're a lot closer to each other. Aha. Uh-huh. Maybe uh. holding hands. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> all right. Well, um, anything else for Act Two, my friend? No. Nope. <clears throat> all good. All right. Well, Act Three, here we go. Gamora starts to get even more suspicious in their situation, but Peter becomes more comfortable and tells Gamora that. He finally found family. And Gamora ends up clapping back and saying, I thought you already had. Um, Mm. Real quick, that's what I was talking about, where the roles were reversed uh, from Act 2 to Act 3. So I I think it's... I think Peter's getting lax here, and I think Gamora is still keeping her head on the swivel, and that's why she's able Mm. to pick it up on it. Um, Gamora then storms off to get some air, and during that, she ends up hearing a ship in the distance that starts shooting at her. She evades for as long as she can and ends up in a cave where Nebula flies into the cave to attempt to kill Gamora. There's a scuffle, and Gamora ends up, to- ends up on top, making the score 3-1. to one. But quickly after, Nebula gets an upper hand and finalizes the score of this movie, 3-2. to two. So, uh, keeping up on those battle scenes that we talked about in the first one, yeah, um, yeah. end of the second one, we're at a... Gamora up one for a three to two. Mm-hmm. Um, Ego tells Peter that as long as there's light inside the planet, that Peter is immortal. Down in the caves, Nebula and Gamora find a cavern full of bones and realize that they are not safe. Ego then shows Peter his plan by tapping on his head and sharing the information. This is where we get to see a small cameo of the goat, a.k.a. Yep. Stanley, uh, huh? talking with potentially some watchers. It looks like the watchers. Uh, it today. looks like some watchers. I just I didn't yeah. realize that there was multiple, but I didn't I, either. I I don't know. 
Um, I could have done some research on there, but I'm lazy. So that's what we're going to call them. Um, and they're bald and I'm bald. So like that was me up there talking with Stan. Um, Ego then explains his plan, calling it the expansion and tells Peter he planted a small piece of himself on every planet and needs two celestials to grow the plant and to take over each world until each world is Ego. This is where Ego makes a very big mistake by telling Peter that he put a brain tumor. He put the brain tumor mm. inside of his mom's head. Mm. That's when Peter snaps and starts shooting Ego for revenge. <clears throat> I would agree. Um, Ego then overpowers Peter and tells him he will spend the next thousand years as a battery. But the rest of the Guardians come to the rescue and save Peter from all that. They, then, they all fly down into the center of the planet to destroy Ego once and for all. As they get to the center, the Sovereign end up finding the Guardians and start ambushing them. Rocket ends up giving a bomb to Groot so he can blow up the brain in the center of the planet. The Nebula hooks herself up to the ship so they can wipe out all the Sovereign. An incredible fight scene takes place between Ego and Peter, and at the end of it we see Ego begging Peter to not let the bomb go off, but Peter doesn't hesitate. Once the bomb goes off, Yondu comes in to bring Peter to safety, but he doesn't have enough resources for them for the both of them, so Yondu ends up sacrificing himself to save Peter. Once Peter is back on the Ravager ship, they end up holding a Ravager funeral for Yondu. Rocket also sends word to the rest of the Ravagers about what Yondu did, and they end up all showing up to give him a proper Ravager funeral. Um, that is You could definitely read me a bedtime story. I appreciate that, man. Thank you so much. <laughs> that would knock me out, I'm not going to lie. Really? I'm that boring? <laughs> yeah. No, no, that's a good <laughs> no, thing. No, I know what you mean. I it's like a soothing, that. soothing voice, you know? Stop it. You got a nice little reading voice. It's it's the mic, let's be real. I don't sound that good in person. Yeah. <laughs> no, you're right. <laughs> um, that is actually the end of the film. But yep. something that you and I both thought was crazy. There are five end credit scenes for this movie. Um, I didn't I didn't even um I didn't even know that. I mean, I I've seen them. I, I've seen them all, but I just never like put together that they were all in, in the movie. end of this. Yeah, yeah, uh, it's I, insane. I just remember one was the uh, Adam Warlock one, but yep. that was it. And that's the one I wanted to bring up is that there are five end credit scenes, but the only one, in my opinion, with any significance is we get to see the high priestess looking at a new birthing pod, and mm -hmm. she says, "I think I'll call him Adam," hinting at Adam Warlock. Adam. Uh, and of course, we cannot discredit the last one, which is another cameo mm. of the GOAT, a.k.a. Stanley, uh, talking with some more watchers. Um, or they're actually leaving, which is crazy to leave the presence of yeah. the GOAT. Um, yeah, wild. They could learn so much. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but. I mean, he is their creator. Just leaving the creator literally like Literally, Um, So. A uh, couple things I want to put up on screen really quick before we delve into our thoughts. Uh, first one, okay. that's Ego. Um, yep. Terrifying. They did a really yeah. good job with um, not only this scene, but then the scene at the end where he's um, coming down uh, off like the rock. And it's like he starts off as like a skeleton and then he grows a nervous system yeah. and then grows yeah. the muscle tissue into the skin. Looks phenomenal looks unreal i, I love yeah. the uh the cgi is so good yeah um 200 million was the, spent well here yeah and I, I love the when he's walking down 
he can either do it fast or slow and he decides to just slowly build himself up which Mm -hmm. is so cool i agree um the incredible fight between the two uh you could say that this is probably the the peak of the fight we see peter end up turning himself into pac-man and ego turning himself into a larger version of himself um and something i was reading about this is that it makes sense for peter to turn himself into pac-man because he was still on terra aka uh, earth um as a wee petite lad growing up in the 80s Mm -hmm. yeah when pac-man was bowman so it makes sense that he played pac-man back in the day sorry continue yeah and he also talked about it in the movie too when he was when uh him and uh ego were talking about creating stuff he's like i'm gonna create some weird shit (laughs) i'm gonna create some weird (laughs) shit that was so funny Uh, so he man over here and (laughs) um and then i don't even think this is an argument uh the most beautiful scene in the entire movie yondu's ravenger funeral um that is a proper ravager funeral they all show up they they it's almost like fireworks or sparks of some Mm -hmm. sort as the person who is dead being cremated their Mm -hmm. ashes fly out uh and yondu's ended up making an arrow in the in space which i thought was neat obviously a nod to that yeah um but i i loved um rocket and rockets and yondu's like relationship Oh, it's so it was like good. so unexpected, mm-hmm. but I feel like it was like very much needed. I could not agree more. It truly. was so good. Mm-hmm. And it's exactly what Rocket needed. It was. It, it was it was honestly it was a reality check for Rocket and it was it was almost like a way for Yondu to pass on knowledge from all of his yeah. mistakes onto someone that is still young that can learn from them. Because he knew yeah. that he was he was too committed to that life at that point. He's a lot more wise. Like he's a lot more wiser in this movie too. Yeah, with yes. uh, uh, Peter and Rocket. I but I, I love their, that one that scene where he's like, "I know you, boy, because mm-hmm. you're me." Yep. We'll actually just... uh, we'll throw that in post. Eric. Okay. Eric, throw it in post for me. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah, Eric's gonna throw it in post for us. Um, so incredible scene though. I love that scene. Yeah. Um, okay. Okay. 
<laughs> it was no, I, I do agree though and um the way that uh yondu was like you know you steal batteries you don't need uh and then at the end of the film when rocket's like you know i forget the exactly what he says but something along the lines of you know yondu was a great man and yeah you know he may have not he may have not have done everything right but um you know like like steal batteries that he didn't need mm-hmm. but he was a good man and and uh peter was like well of course kind of like peter knew what he was talking about but he didn't yeah. want to like it's like the unspoken thing you know yeah. what i mean you don't bring yeah. it up you don't make it weird but they both acknowledged they both it and mm-hmm. it was it was i mean it was beautiful so um i don't really uh i didn't really get too much from this axe, but I just wanted to point out some scenes that I thought were just hilarious. Oh, rattle them the, off for me, baby. One one of my favorite ones is when the planet starts exploding or uh, falling <laughs> apart, and Mantis is having Ego fall asleep, and the rock hits her, just <laughs> knocks her out. <laughs> and it's like a two second delay, <laughs> and the Drax is like, Mantis, look out! That was so funny, dude. Just thinking so about that good. scene in my head right now. Yeah. And it just drills her, dude. <laughs> it drills her. Uh, oh, that is comedy. That was uh, really funny. Um, yeah. And also, when they're all leaving the ship, uh, after the ship explodes, and Yondu's flying down on his arrow, and oh, yeah, Peter's like, cool. you look like too. Mary Poppins. And he's like, was he cool? And he was like, the coolest. And then he screams, <laughs> I'm Mary Poppins, y'all. Yeah. Um, fun fact about that, it was actually an ad lib. So they went back in and actually like voice recorded and layered it. Um, mm-hmm. and from what I was reading, they did like, like a 20 plus takes apparently. Which is wild. Well, they like wanted to like see what would fit best. Was it y'all? Mm. Was it, I'm just, I'm Mary Poppins or like, Hey, I'm mm. Mary Poppins. Apparently there's one out there that, uh, Yondu just goes in. He's like. I'm Mary Poppins. Beep, 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 beep. Like, just, like, swearing up a storm. Super funny. I would love to hear yeah. that. Just as, like, a I would love to, little love to watch that. That'd be yeah. so comedy. I wish it was in, like, the uh, the bloopers or anything. Yeah, like, deleted scenes, director's yeah. cut. Yeah. yeah. That'd be great. Um, another thing I thought was pretty neat about this is when Ego taps Peter's head and gives him the plan... Ooh. Um, and you see his eyes like kind of turn into stars and he says eternity. Um, that's another, that's eternity. Thor yeah. four. Yeah. Um, I thought that was I super cool. I did not, did not put two and two together. So I think that's what ego is showing him. So is that what he was trying to go for as well? I don't think that's what to he reach was. Eternity? To reach eternity. That would Could honestly mean, make sense. Cause you'd be able to transport from planet to planet. Correct. Looking for it looking for mm. we might have to send a tweet to james gunn write that down write that down <laughs> um we did have a question that we started to get into during the watch oh yeah we decided to save it for the pod which i could not agree more mm. do you want to preface it or would you like me to i like you too thank you sir um so we obviously know that peter was cargo for Ego to use him as a battery. Yep. When Nebula and Gamora are in the cavern that are filled up with bones of dead people, dead aliens, whatever, um, we had the discussion of 
was Peter truly the only one that had the celestial gene or was Peter just next in line and all the ones that were dead also had it, but ego drained them. I was under the impression that ego was saying that Peter was the only one and that he, he scoured the universe for anybody else, but he was the only one to make him feel special. So Peter would join him on his path of tyranny. But I believe you have a different opinion. Yeah, I think that Peter was the only one that had celestial power. I have a question for you. I might have if all the if all the other children had the celestial power, mm-hmm. what? Why didn't uh, ego use them to put that blue glob on every planet like he did for Star Lord? So my only rebuttal to this, I've been thinking about this for quite some time, especially because, you know, you overslept. Um, Yeah. (laughs) My only comeback to that is that maybe, which this is kind of a reach the more I think about it, so I'm just going to get it out there before I think about it too much, is that he did use it for other ones, and there are other planets in the galaxy that are Ego. But he couldn't get them all. Yeah, it just wasn't shown, and he didn't have them all, so he's just going to run through children with the celestial gene until he gets them all. But I just, I, I'm, because he, oh, well, I know you just said Ego says, uh, it seems like in this movie, Ego's super, like, when when he shows the powers, uh, I mean, shows that Star-Lord has the powers, the he's like, excited yeah he's like oh yeah see i I think that's all i think that that's wow pause that's great though um i just think that that was him just playing an act to make peter feel special that's what i think i I mean i obviously don't know and you don't know know that uh he used those kids for um other planets all i know from what i've seen yeah is that Peter's the only one with a celestial power, and it? I was shown that it was working. I didn't see it on any other uh, planet before that, or mm-hmm. before you even knew what it was. Uh, Star uh, Peter was. Um. So I think he was the only one. Okay, I mean that's fair. That's yeah. your opinion. It's shit, but it's your opinion. So. <laughs> No. Okay. No, I'm just I'm just giving you Hey guys, Clay's gonna end off the pod. I'll talk to you guys tomorrow. Solo episodes, what you guys want yeah. anyway. <laughs> no, not actually. You guys want the guy with hair. Um but uh-huh. I mean I think I think either one. Um like you said, neither of us know. It's just all speculation. Yeah. Um and I, I honestly I've just at this point I one, I just have a lot of faith in James Gunn to not just spell it out like that to us. You know what I mean? So that's like that's another fair. reason why I'm like kind of reading into it a little bit more than maybe I should. And maybe James Gunn was like, no, yeah, this is what it is. Write mm-hmm. that down. That's another tweet we can send to him. Um, a lot of questions for you, Mr. Gunn. Up, brother. Give me <laughs> your rating. You You know, it's really bad. I need to write down my previous rating or my rating for the first one it was a nine three it was a nine three we did the same one that's right um 
I think I'm going to go with just a straight up nine for this one. Okay. Still banger. Banger. I mean, it's a nine. It's a nine. I I Um, mean, I don't know. I want to. You've probably only given out what two other nines? Two, maybe uh, three. One. And I think. Winter Soldier? Winter Soldier, I think. Did you not give Civil War a nine? I I mean, I don't know. I I don't write down yours, so I don't know. Yeah, I don't believe so. Okay. Um,. I personally, me personally, I gave it a 9.5. That's just a bad take, your dog shit. That's fair. I mean, you know, it's an opinion. No, that's fair. <laughs> now, I just um, I just think that the the Guardians had just, they significantly get better with each one. Oh, 100%. Um, and also, I am definitely biased on an aspect of Brandy by Looking Glasses in this movie. I believe two, mm. if not three times. And I just absolutely love that song. Um, yeah. It's actually a song that my friend and I cherish pretty deeply. Anytime that we uh, we have fun out, we hit the town together. We always end up playing it in the Uber or on the way out yeah. or something or at the pregame. It's, it brings it, you it back just, a little bit. Yeah, it brings me back. And, you know, he's a good friend of mine. So I, yeah. it, it you know, hits a special place. And yeah. I think with the character development that we see um, is really big. I also think Yondu's sacrifice really hit home because I don't know oh. my dad and and Yondu was like a dad and I don't know and <laughs> I will say Yondu did have you really a bar, had me though. there. You really did have me there. Actually, no, no shot. I was gonna say there's no way. Yondu did have a bar though where he was like he may have been your father, but he wasn't your daddy son. Yeah. Um, uh, and I um, I mean that's a bar because mm-hmm. Yondu. After finding out what Ego is and was, Yondo held it down for the boy. So, Who's your favorite character for this movie? God, that's a toughie. Can I, I give you I, three? I <laughs> Let's hear yours then. It's Yondu. Yeah? It has to be Yondu. Yeah. Yeah. I really like Yondu. Yondu would be in my three, but like also, I think like Drax was like exceptional in this film. Oh, good. Um, They're all good. They're all good. No, absolutely. I think I'd have to give it to Yondu because he dies in this movie. Yeah. But there's just not one bad character. It's unreal. I agree. It's just, I'm so happy we're doing this breakdown. So am I. (laughs) I'm Um, so sick and tired of going on stupid ass 10 minute rants 35 minute rants <laughs> of just yeah, how bad a project a project is I need I, something good i agree I want to just sit back and relax and let the films do the talking do the talking thank you i got you. <laughs> um topic question hit me with it do you think yondu could take Thanos without the gauntlet in a 1v1. Mm. It's still the Mad no. Titan. You know what I mean? Yeah, no. I, I, I love Yondu. He could take his army. For that's, sure. uh, that's a fact. I mean, we, to an extent, we saw it in yeah. the first one. Um, I don't know about the uh, Thanos fight. Because yeah, Thanos, at the end of the day, he's a smart character, though. And he's really, Super intelligent. He's, he's, um, 
he's kind of just like what I was describing as Rocket. Like they're both like super um, good in combat. Their combat IQ is yes. very high. Thank you. That, yes, that's what I was. That's what I was looking for. Thank you. Their combat IQ is exceptional. Exceptional, um, phenomenal word. That's right. Um, and I think he would. He'll probably take a little little nick and a little knack over there mm-hmm. and then and then figure out how to grab it and watch Thanos have that in his hands. He's going to break it with one hand. And then Yondu, I'm sorry. Yeah. GG. Yeah. I think I think the best thing that, I mean, the best thing that Yondu could do, and even this is a stretch, is to whistle, have it go past Thanos, and then do a Yui and flip through the back of his head. Oh, I was thinking something else. That's the only thing I could think of in which he might win. But even then, I just feel like Thanos is snatching that shit out of the air um, and then just palming Yondu's entire head in one hand and squeezing it like you do a lemon. Just a... You can also do the same thing, but not go for the head. But go downstairs a little bit. And you should have went for the head, though. Yeah. A little callback. Ah. Uh, but I'm I'm doing one of the uh, fan theories. Other ones. The fan theories. Yeah. Yeah. Um. I mean, we found out in this movie that ego gave him a gave himself a penis. I would imagine be, Thanos this is also maybe, has a huge horse cock. <laughs> Sorry, that's my first think- curse word of the entire podcast. I apologize. I'll make, uh, I hope in the future we're able to like simulate really good CGI fights. Like yeah. we can just create them. Yeah. I remember we talked about that not too long ago. Yeah. Like some sort of like battle arena where it's like mimics perfectly. Like one perfectly. Thanos versus a hundred Captain Americas. And it plays out yeah. like logically. Not just a yeah. hundred Captain Americas just running two Thanos. Yeah. So I'd be ignorant. Yeah. Well, but there is some like that. But it's not good enough, though. Yeah, it's not good enough. I need, like, the same visuals I get from the movie into the into this whatever Absolutely. it'll be. I couldn't agree more. Um, but, yeah. Um, are we uh, off to the Marvel news? Dun-dun-dun-dun-dun. dun sure are. So, first one. Agatha, Coven of Chaos confirmed nine episodes. Wow. Pretty stellar, wow. pretty stellar. Honestly, uh, most Marvel shows are not are six, so three extras. Maybe we're just getting three fillers. Maybe this story is going to be insane. I really have yeah. no opinion about this show because, if I'm being frank with you, I don't care about it yet. So <laughs> I'm putting no expectation on it. Yeah, whatsoever. Ditto. Um, next one. There's a pretty big rumor in the rumor mill going around right now mm-hmm. that Avengers Secret War, Secret Wars could be a soft reboot of the MCU. I I don't foresee that. It doesn't make any sense for that to happen. Uh, so I, I can see it up. I don't know. I just, maybe a, a soft reboot as in like they finally get their shit together and so they start putting out quality projects again. But I don't think that it's going to be like a soft reboot in the aspect of like, we're going to get a fuck ton of new characters. Dang it. A frick ton of new characters and not get any sort of backstory within them. 
You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, maybe like a soft reboot as like not doing the multiverse stuff that and could keep be it. it in one universe. Yeah. Um, but that's going to be think... hard because I mean, yeah. that's what this, this whole saga is about. Yeah. I know there's going to be a time and I'm not excited for that time. It'll be a long time. But when do you like, how long do you think they reboot Iron Man and Captain America and all those characters? I, I think I think it's it's gonna be minimum fifteen years, if not thirty. Yeah. I think yeah. really what's that what they need so the movie does not flop, they have to wait for our generation, probably the and then like two or three years below us, all of us to get into like their fifties. Yeah. Before they reboot them, because if not. Our generation and the few years younger than us are going to be like, this is bullshit. The original is better. And whenever that happens, whenever they reboot a movie three years after they've already came out with one, yeah, they're always like, oh, the original's better. Don't watch that. And then it tanks. Mm-hmm. And you and also can't put a blemish on that, on those specific, and Thor for that matter, on those characters when they're executed so flawlessly the first time. They could Loki, not saying Odin's Thor's. Son? not great but as we were talking and we just finished the saga of the thor movies yeah they could really help him out yeah i mean i think i think they go back in the future i think they don't make those films but to to reboot it and then not have chris hemsworth be thor would ruin whatever they were going to make regardless yeah so that that's where i'm coming from but i do agree with you um next one Thunderbolts is not a sequel to Black Widow as many once believed. Um, I never believed that. that. I never even thought of that. Um, yeah, I just figured this was almost going to be like a Young Avengers type thing. So yeah, I just knew the character. I mean, this characters from all over the show, uh, from yeah. all shows, right? Yeah, there's yeah, a, what, what the U.S. agents in there, Kate Bishop's in there, if I'm not mistaken, Red Guardians in there, Bucky's in there. Who knows what Ouch. the hell they're... I don't think they know what they're going to do because I'm pretty sure that this this script is being rewritten right now. So You know, I was thinking about um, that cast and it kind of... I mean, Guardians is a whole level. But this Thunderbolts team could low-key be... Um, Sleeper? In the same... Yeah. I agree with And that. it could be like the next... What do you say? Or like upcoming like Guardians... But in their own way, I think. In their own way, yeah, I can agree with that. Yeah. Because you got Bucky, you got that Red Stable. Guardian. Yeah. Uh, Florence Pugh. Yeah, Florence Pugh. Uh, who's it? What's the? Kate Bishop. Uh, no, uh, the main, like the, the woman that's assembled Valentina. the team. Valentina. Valentina. Yeah. yeah. She's but, a funny character. But also Kate Bishop's in that, so. Yeah, Kate Bishop is awesome. <clears throat> Sorry. <clears throat> <laughs> no, um, yeah, I'm really intrigued to see what they do because I'm getting so many mixed signals about this Valentina chick. Yeah. Um, and then at the end of like Black Panther 2, Wakanda Forever, I was like, dude, I don't know what the hell I'm supposed to believe with you. Like, Are you supposed yeah, to be a good person, a bad person, a stern person, a seductive person? I don't know. Is it supposed to be like I'll a bark. suicide squad? type of team that's 
That's what you put into words what's been in my mind for the last three minutes. That is exactly what I think it is. Like an anti-hero team? I could definitely see that. Yeah. Anti-hero is actually a really good word there. I think that's yeah. I think that's that that's a good way of saying it. I can definitely see that. We'll have to um, wait and see. Mm-hmm. Next one. This one I actually have an opinion for. Okay. Director Nia DaCosta, aka director for the Marvels, says the biggest difference from the Marvels and the other MCU movies to date is that the Marvels is really wacky and silly. Can I tell you something, Gonzo? 95% of the films that have come out after Endgame have been wacky and or silly. You know... Ignorant ass take. Sorry for my profanity. That's a awful take. We need to start making more serious movies again. I, I, I just don't get how they don't learn. I, I couldn't tell you. Like, the fans are literally constantly shouting at you guys, tweeting at you guys, commenting, DMing, DMing, comment, making podcast, just reaming your entire project. <laughs> yes, please. Serious films. Cause you know what? I'm going to say it. James Gunn really hits this DC. You're in for awakening Marvel. Cause this is going to be, a, I, I could see it being serious too. Yeah. And I, I'm a big Marvel fan. And I, if, if I were to pick, I would pick Marvel over DC. Yeah. But I, it's not like I, I want DC. I want DC to succeed, but I don't want to see Marvel go down the tank because DC takes over. Correct. And I feel like Marvel keeps on going down this path that they're going down. Gonna be a jeej. It's gonna happen. Yeah. But man, oh, another one. Yeah. Um, and if you guys are active on our socials, you'll actually see me talk about, uh, the last, a couple segments ago, we did a topic question about this, this director, uh, and how we think that this person should pass the torch. Awful news for you, Gonzo. Rumor has it that Taika Watiti will be returning to direct the next Thor film. He's got to have some dirt on Bob Igor or Kevin Feige or Marvel as a whole or Chris Hemsworth. I don't know. But there's this dude needs to no give way. it up. There's no way. I will say this like, much, though. Okay. His batting average is 50%. Ragnarok was not a bad film. Yeah. It could have been better. But when you're comparing the two... Ragnarok S tier, Thor Love and Thunder, F tier. Yeah. So maybe maybe he learned his lesson and hurt the community. Wanna, he be, it better be another banger. I don't want to have it in between. Oh, I this agree. This movie needs to bring uh, give Thor justice. It He's needs had to be five five Marvel films, and not one of them are going to have five. I was going to say going to have five marvel films and not one of them i need this has... one to be like the dirtiest grittiest greek mythology norse yes. mythology type movie that there is yeah. um one 
I I need blood. I'm gonna need it for that film. Yeah. Could um, you? I'm gonna need oh slaughtering. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna need some incredible music. I'm gonna need Stormbreakers to do some damage with some heads. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah. I'm gonna need a lot out of this film to to uh to un or to dig up Thor's casket yeah. of his current franchise. Yeah. Um did did, did him absolutely dirty. Absolutely. It's so dog. Yeah. Um yeah. Off of that subject. This one's <laughs> honestly just as irritating because there was uh, actually a table made which we'll get into that but uh, there was a table made by Deadline, which shows what the WGA strike proposal would cost each studio, with an average of a 0.18% of the studio's annual revenue. The highest one on the list for the, the total cost of money that they would have to spend was yeah. Disney. Shocker. Not really. Shocker. Um, which, if I'm not mistaken, I'm actually going to inflate this number because uh, it, I'm, it's between two, and I just want to make sure I get it right, of approximately $88 million. It's a lot of money. They're a multi-billion dollar company. $88 million yeah. is like actually, pocket change. You know what? I'll cut this out. Uh, Eric, cut, yeah, cut this out for me. Yeah, thank you, boss. Yeah. Sorry, I'm gonna have I'm gonna have Eric end up doing it actually, if that's all right. When did Eric get hired on, and why wasn't I discussed about it? Uh, I just I don't know. You overslept. It was kind of like a last minute decision. It was a one day thing. Yeah. Well, no, no. He he's on full time. He's got a pretty heavy no, no, salary. So you met him today? No, it's been in the works. But like the that's what I'm saying. Well, yeah, but the confirmation no was supposed to happen today. And okay, but. Uh... You know, been in the works. How long? What are we talking Dude, about? I mean, I don't know what to tell you. It's not my fault you overslept. It's one day, though. It happened fast, man. I, I don't know what to tell you. <clears throat> All right. I'm calling Jeffrey. I actually, I inflated it too much. $72 million mm. With an annual rep. Holy cow. Annual revenue of 88 or sorry, $82.7 billion annually for Disney. Their annual cost <laughs> for this would be $72 million. So it would be 0.088% of their revenue. What? Yeah. And then lowest, which is actually pretty surprising in my opinion, is Apple at $17 million. With an astounding $394.3 billion annually. <laughs> That's a point oh oh four percent. So, um, yeah, seventy two million dollars it would cost them to end this strike. We get good projects again, and everyone's happy, and families are fed, and they're still not allowing that. This has to be an wow. actual crime. This has to be an actual crime. Yeah, there ain't no way. Yeah, like, I don't get it. Like, why are they, bro? Just give a little out. You I agree. need all the money in the world. Agreed. Ugh. And even if Anyways. he did, Apple's going to beat you to it anyway. So it doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, last on the docket, 
This is actually mm-hmm. kind of exciting. A small W for us Marvel fans. Dune 2 has actually been delayed until 2024. So the Marvels are, have actually secured the IMAX theaters. Which, if you guys remember from the previous episode, we talked about how Dune 2 pretty much took over all of IMAX and that the Marvels wasn't going to get any. And if they did, it was yeah. going to be like towards the tail end of their running. Uh, but the Marvels ended up securing them. So pretty excited about that. Um, yeah. I don't know. That's, I mean, this uh, is pretty cool. Small W's, where um, you can take them. Yeah. Can't pay your writers, yeah. you get IMAX theaters. Yeah. <laughs> Seems like Crazy. a fair trade. <laughs> That's insane. That's dude. That's unbelievable. I st- I'm still shocked about that. That's what I'm saying. I can't believe wow. Tyka's returning either. <laughs> I'm just saying. I mean, that's also bullshit. But um, no, I can't believe it either. And you know, it's crazy. I posted that video, mm-hmm. and I, I didn't see you sent it to me on Twitter, and I didn't. I don't even know if I saw it or I did see it. But I forgot about it. Yeah. And I made that whole video and then somebody commented, is anybody going to tell them? Yeah. And I was like, oh, mm-hmm. shoot. That one so, hurts. Yeah, that hurts. But, you know, he is a good director. Yeah, he's made a lot of other Not great films. It's just happy with him. Right yeah. yeah. But, he's definitely on the on the poop list. Yeah. Yeah. Um, That being said... Have you got anything you want to say to the people? I hope you guys have a good Monday. I like that. Um, we're actually on Friday. Right now, we're recording right now. It's on a Friday. And streaming. It's, on kick.com forward slash masculine chair. Hey, chat. How's it going? Hi, I hope you guys go. have a great day. I hope you guys have a great weekend. I hope you guys have a great year. Wow. And just, you know, live life to the fullest and keep pushing forward. Good things will come. Love you all. Like, comment, subscribe. Uh, TikTok, Watchers PC, Instagram, Watchers PC, Twitter, Watchers PC. Thank you very much. Yes, sir. Um, I mean, did it exactly what he said. Like, comment, subscribe. Hope you guys are having a wonderful weekend. If you guys are listening to us during the week, you know, maybe on the car ride to work, car ride back. Uh, maybe yeah. you guys are just grocery shopping, whatever it is. Hope you guys enjoy your time with us. Mm-hmm. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed this layout a little bit more as well. Um, it seemed to fit us a little bit better, I think. Yeah, 100%. So, um, yeah, I mean, this has been The Watchers. Peace. Peace. And bug grease. <laughs>